to Kelly's Green Lounge Radio. We are a cannabis-friendly establishment. Holy moly spicoli. Should we say that? Whew. 2020. This is the first time that I have done a podcast this year. So the last time that I recorded a podcast things were different. The world was different. We lived in a different place, didn't we? It's hard to say. Like, it's June. It's June. So it's been literally six months since the last time I recorded a podcast. I recorded two in one week, so I'm trying to make up for it, but it doesn't really make up too much, does it? I'm sorry. I've been a little bit busy. Um, Not too busy for you, though. My loyal listeners, thank you so much for always tuning in to Kelly's Green Lunch Radio and being part of our podcast. I wish I could say it was 27 or something. There should have been by now, the way I was banging them all off last year. It's okay. We're going to get back on it. Things have changed. Things are different. Uh, The world is different. Kelly's Green Lounge is different. Um, So much has happened. My goodness, so much has happened. We're big. We're huge. We're a massive, massive company now. I don't know if we're like Google or Yahoo or one of those massive companies, but we're massive in the sense that we built a lot in the last year. We really have. We're virtual. We're in real life. We have a website. We have a church. I'm a minister of cannabis, actually, Reverend Kelly, swear to God. Um, What else? We've got a course coming up called the Homeostasis Hippie, which is a huge course taught by five cannabis educators. That's launching in July. Um, We've been speaking all over the world. We have almost 2,500 members on our closed Facebook page. Probably the last time I was talking to you, we probably had somewhere around a thousand. Like we've doubled in this time. Uh, We've started a brand of cannabis and comedy. We are now regarded as a comedy club for part of uh, what we do. There's so much. There's so much. We're starting a membership um, where you can be a a member, a card-carrying member of Kelly's Green Lounge. Um, We've got merchandise out. We've got merchandise coming out. (laughs) We're we're talking about opening up TV channel. When we went virtual, um, which is what we had to do during the apocalypse, we ended up having a lot of virtual programming, shows, entertainment shows, educational shows, talk shows. And speaking of talk shows, we've developed a wonderfully successful cannabis talk show called Elder Smoke Shack, which stars uh, Trev Jones, who is a late night talk show host he does a top 10 every night he's funny he's educational um and he's one of ours he's like my right hand man he's not like my right hand man he is he's literally he's my right hand guy um and it's uh it's so cool to have him as part of the team and he's entertaining if you haven't tuned in to his talk show you should be it's every tuesday wednesday and thursday night at 10 o'clock on our closed facebook page and um there's so much happening oh my goodness all the time Tune in, uh, log in, uh, sign up if you haven't. Uh, you can find us on our website um, under kellysgreenlunch.ca. If you put in .com, it'll send it there because I have a genius that made the site and she knows what to do. Shout out to you, Debs. Um, wow, there's so much to do. <laughs> Cannabis has changed in the last year. 
We're now seeing that the uh, legal side of things in Canada is not working out as well as they had anticipated. In fact, uh, they're not doing like there's there's companies being sued. There's companies going under. There's people being fired. They're losing jobs. All of that negative stuff is happening. It, it's silly. Uh, we're hoping that things will change in the next little while so that it's better for everyone that's trying to uh, obtain their cannabis in the best way possible. Medical is doing really well. There's some incredible new uh, studies that are being done all of the time. Hey, did you know that sativa and indica aren't really a thing anymore? it's a thing uh we're talking about that we're talking more about terpene profiles and uh different cannabinoids are being found all the time science is crazy um people are changing though we're noticing a lot of hatred in the world a lot of pain um people are different than they were six months ago the last time i did a podcast um wow but I think I've been reading a little bit more. I've been reading a lot uh, more about Bob Marley lately because I just feel as I have developed the church of the cannabis church of KGL, I've noticed more and more that uh, I'm being drawn to his words and um, his words feel, I feel a lot of his words in part in our church and our spiritual services. And I posted a picture of him today and on the picture was this message. It says, Bob Marley believed that you could cure racism and hate, literally cure it by injecting music and love into people's lives. When he was scheduled to perform at a peaceful rally, a gunman came to his house and shot him. Two days later, he walked out on that stage and sang. When they asked him why, he said, the people who were trying to make this world worse are not taking a day off. How can I light up the darkness? His messages are in all of his music, and he's left such a legacy behind. I've actually even started smoking more Landrace cannabis because that's what Bob Marley was smoking. So I've gone back to my Bob Marley roots to relearn them again and to feel the spiritual feelings of cannabis, and I'm enjoying it a lot more uh, since that. I'm meditating a lot more with cannabis. I'm going really deep inside of myself and hearing messages from the universe, from God, from goddess, uh, by way of cannabis. And it's helping me be able to build this beautiful community around me, KGL. We're, uh, we're, going, we're becoming so big and there's so many different divisions and units that we're, we're ending up in a place where we'll refer to it as KGL. We're even making a strain called KGL. Things are crazy. We're also making a strain called Jason Momoa so he can come and smoke it with me. But hey, it's in the works. We don't need to talk about that today. I will tell you that I have an amazing guest on this podcast, podcast number 12, the first of 2020. I bet if I told him all the number significance, well, he's going to listen to this. So it's podcast number 12 and 2020. So my Mr. Witch, I know that you know those numbers have a lot of significance. He is a witch. He is the Canna Witch. His name is Sean, and he's been my friend for a while now. He's a, a very, very, very important part of our community, of the cannabis community overall, but certainly the KGL community. Um, he does classes. He helped work on our homeostasis hippie course with us. He did a little piece of that. He um, is an educator. Uh, he's an entertainer. Um, and he's an all-around wonderful, wonderful man. We are honored to have him as part of our life. He sat down and did an interview with me recently, and here it is, Mr. Sean Black, the Canowitch. 
We are here today with the Canowich, uh, Sean Black, as known as the Canowich, and uh, he's been part of our community for quite some time, and we've never interviewed him, so we're so excited to have him on Kelly's Greenland Radio podcast today. Hello, Sean! Hello, Kelly! Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome, and you, I thank you for having me. Yeah, you're such a big part of our community. Um, you're the only Canowich I know. Do you know of any other Canowiches? No, no, not really, no. So, let's... Talk about that name first. Cannabis and witch. You've combined them to call it can witch Why are you a witch? Well, okay, so the whole family is pagan, okay? Um, Toby, uh, my wife, um, Miss Cannawitch, mm-hmm. is, uh, she follows um, basically witchcraft, uh, um, w- uh, eclectic Wicca to be exact, um, myself, uh, I used to kind of be that path, but I sort of shot off um, into uh, the ways of Asatru. I'm a big old Asatruan. Uh, That's which, like the Viking Norse kind of stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, it's a, it, I mean, so uh, Wicca basically was a reinventing uh, of the, the, the quote-unquote witch faith in the 60s. Asatru is basically a reinventing of um, the Norse religions, uh, Thor, Odin, that sort of thing, yeah. um, roughly started about the same time and basically with the same 1960s. background. 1960s. Yeah. Oh, neat. Yeah, but with the basic, same basic background, too. I mean, we really don't know how they worship. Okay. But from what we gather from the history and whatnot and that yeah. sort of thing, this is how we think that they did. So okay. this is what we do. And it would be personal to you on how you found that. Like, I'm sure yes. that... Toby's Wiccan stuff and your Asatru stuff, you would have differences, but you would come to same because you're Absolutely. a couple. Yes. Okay, isn't that interesting? So, um, how long have you been following this for? Years, years, and years. Is it involve God? Like, is it a religion? It it is. Um, so, uh, Wicca is kind of a duality. So you've got like the God and the Goddess, and those gods basically can be whomever you decide to follow, right? Um, uh, for example, Toby's goddess is Freya from my pantheon of gods. Wonderful. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but basically, yeah. So, I mean, it's 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 the old ways. Uh, Odin is the king of the gods, and yeah. everyone else sort of falls down from around him. Uh, personally, for me, it is a religion, but it's kind of a... It's a way for me to kind of get my mind around religion without actually believing in a almighty being. You know what I'm saying? Sure, of right? course, yeah. So it's it's me creating God in my own image yeah. to give me some faith. Okay. Right? Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Everybody has their own way to believe in their own faith, and that certainly is yours. Yeah. So um, you also love cannabis. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so you've been able to um, marry your passions of cannabis as well as your passions of um well, uh, Wiccan? Yeah, so cannabis is just another herb, okay? And my big thing, I mean, Toby's um, big thing was um, herbs and essential oils and that sort of thing. And I mean, I'm I'm a grower. I've always been a grower. My, my thing has been herbs, herb teas and that sort of stuff. So I mean, to be a fair... Um, cannabis, extension into cannabis for healing is was a very easy step. Um, so you had you, so when you use when you this extension into cannabis for healing you had used cannabis prior to using it for healing recreationally absolutely and so how long have you been using like teenage years kind of thing well 20s yeah. oh you were in the army weren't you so you yeah. probably weren't allowed to use it there <laughs> well, 
Yeah, we weren't allowed to. You can't see the quotation marks on the radio right now, but yeah, yeah. But um, so, I don't know, 16, 17 probably was my first experience. Uh, There was a fellow in town that was rebuilding a house and he had like a whole uh, trailer park boys, you know, arc sodium light tinfoil everywhere set up in his attic and and a couple of my friends rented rooms from him and that sort of thing and I mean to be fair that sort of fell off as I got become an adult right I mean I had a family it was like okay well partying days are over blah 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 and then um got married to Toby had a family that sort of thing and Toby started to have some issues with the pharmaceutical she was taking for a particular illness that she has and we wondered if cannabis would be a way to augment or um, supplement her pharmaceuticals. And it turned out that it did. So then it was the next step was for me to just make edibles for her because she can't really smoke it that much. Right. And uh, it's just grown from there. So your passion for healing your wife has really fueled you to become a cannabis educator. Absolutely. And so what the thing that you're doing that not a lot of people are doing in this community is you're really becoming that expert for infusion, knowing the science of how to infuse. Um, how did you figure that out? Where did that come from? Are you a mathematician? <laughs> right? To be fair, um, it's... It, Sucking in knowledge like a sponge, right? Um, listening to the quote-unquote experts, you know, gra- gathering information everywhere, and trial and error. I mean, my first edibles for my wife were um, way overpowered and tasted like grass. Oh. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's where my my whole uh, uh, 36-hour green out kind of came right. from, right? Was yes. I, I missed, I, I didn't carry a one, and I, I had... 10 times the cannabis I thought I had. And, oh, you know. that would be bed for a while, eh? Yeah, or yeah. couch lock. Yeah, well, I was in and out of um, sleep, basically, yeah, right? Yeah. And and vis- visual and uh, auditory hallucinations. Of course. Right? And so the, when people get to that point, that green out point, sometimes they're so scared and they don't want to go back. Yeah. It and scares I mean, them right away. Listen, it, it stared, scared me off edibles for a while because, I mean, I'm a chronic user. Yes. You guys have seen the, the video podcasts from, from Kelly's Green Lounge. I'm a chronic user. Sure. Smoking it and eating it are two different things. Certainly. Right? Why is that? Well, because it affects you differently. When you smoke it, you inhale it, it goes into your lungs, your areola open up and take in that THC. It pl- passes the blood-brain barrier almost instantly, and then it goes directly to your brain, and your brain interacts with it the way it does, with the THC, right? Right. Because you have an endocannabinoid system. Right. Right? When you eat it, um, it's going into your digestive system first, and then your liver liver metabolizes it, and it changes the Delta-9 THC into a a much stronger chemical that that affects you differently throughout your bloodstream, and also, uh, lasts longer. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, like if you consume, uh, say, 100 milligrams of THC orally, you eat a, an edible that's 100 milligrams of THC, by the time your liver's done with it, it's only used about five um, uh, milligrams of that THC, but it's converted it into that much stronger chemical right. that, you know, that stays in our body. Stays longer. in your body a lot longer, yeah. right? So yeah, e- eating it isn't as good as inhaling it for the short term, but definitely a better long term medicine. 
keeps us sleeping longer, let's yeah. say. Or, or or makes you feel less pain longer, or 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 helps you with your fibromyalgia longer, sure. or you know, like yeah. the onset is slow, but the the um, coming off is slow too. Right. Right. So your preference uh, to consume is the smoking, the inhaling of it. Uh, yeah. I I mean, uh, not so much the cannabis flower as concentrates. Right. So what's your favorite then? Like, is it, uh, you like to dab? Do you use rosin or shatter? Or what do you prefer? I prefer shatter, personally. You're, that's your guy? That's, that's your go-to? Yeah. And I mean, fresh-pressed rosin is good, too, especially because um, when it's fresh-pressed uh, rosin, you know it's just cannabis, yes. right? Yep, Um I mean, I can pay very little for shatter out of BC, but do I know how it's made? Do I know what's in it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's that's the thing. I... I um, you kind of got to watch because to a certain point, shatter is as, as good as you pay for it. Okay. Right? That's a good and, tip. And price, yep. right? That's a good tip. Yeah. Now, um, shatter's illegal. Yes. Right? And, yes. And, and when we say that because, and we, we need to say that because it's the only method, correct me if I'm wrong, that is made with, um, no, butane honey oil is. So it's the extraction. Well, yeah, but butane honey oil basically is just a precursor to shatter. Okay. So when we're talking about these methods, um, it that's the only form of cannabis that is illegal and that is by using an extraction method through butane. Am yes. I right? Yes. Okay. Now... Um, <coughs> the the law basically says the use of any solvent to extract okay, is, okay. is is illegal. Right. Okay, um, which is kind of funny because uh, Rick Simpson oil is made with alcohol, right. and they're making and exporting that out of Canada all over the place. Yes, but yet alcohol is a solvent. Interesting. I right? think that it's the way that it's extracted is the way that they put it because uh, uh, quite, RSO quite is, possibly because yeah. like, you can make shatter with alcohol. I didn't know that, Sean. Yes, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Holy moly. Yes, yes. Okay, so the way that the specific law is, is something to do with the extraction method and the, the Yeah, solvent. well, because butane is dangerous. It certainly is. Okay, like I, I've... Uh, home extraction of uh, cannabis resin um, using butane is called blasting. Okay. Okay. Um, you, you get a glass tube and you fill it full of cannabis and you put a filter on one end and it's got a hole on the other and you take a can of butane and you blast the butane into Holy it. Holy moly. Yeah. That sounds very dangerous. It's very dangerous. Let's say that don't do this well, at no. home. Well, no. I was just, my next my next thing was to say don't do this. Okay. This no. is not something that you do at home as a, a, a regular person. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's readily available and people talk about it all the time, but you can blow your house up. Let's not do that. Yeah. No house blowing up. No. Okay. I mean, personally, I've done it. But I mean, my little teeny jar that I filled my cannabis with to, to quote unquote blast was about six inches long. I mean, the ones that people normally do are about three feet long. Okay. 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 So, I mean, I did a little teeny bit. I did it fully outside. I, I let it, all the butane get out of it outside before yeah. I even brought it into my house. So, I mean, it's, it's easy to do. But it's dangerous to do, and I don't suggest it to the average person. And the reason why you were okay with doing it is because you've had a lot of experience doing yes, it. Yes, not only that, but this I also... This is literally what you've been doing yeah, for a living. Yes, and not only that, but it was a it was small batch. Okay, right? okay, okay. Like I wasn't blasting, you know, nine cans of butane or ten cans of butane. Right. Uh, the, my little tube took half a can. Right. Right. And so, when, so the reason why we're talking about extracts is because it's Sean's favorite way to consume. It's his favorite method of consumption, and it can be a little bit difficult to find the right one that is the safest product yes. um, or the, the best quality product. Um, when you're using this extract, these are levels of THC that are really high. What, what, what are you looking at for that? Uh, six 
60 to 80 roughly and around there i mean my sweet spot's about 65 to 75 that's the kind of i mean when you get in at about 80 you're almost talking about um a distillate right 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 i I like the um various other components the terpenes and that sort of thing still in it that's why i like the 65 to 75 because those are medicine too right right it absolutely is we're always talking about full spectrum we're always talking about even using the roots like the absolutely the whole part of the cannabis plant can be used to consume absolutely and and it's better for you if you got all those parts yes yes so when you're making so you you do make your own edibles or infusions um when you do you're using the whole plant when i'm doing a cannabis extraction from the plant as opposed to using someone's shatter yes Root, stem, leaf, flower, everything. Yeah. Yeah. And you've grown plants for a while. Yes. Are you currently growing? Yes. Wonderful. And so when you're growing and you're you're from seed or clone up, you're looking at that thinking, I'm going to make that into medicine. Yes. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. What an incredible feeling that is. Yes. Right from that little tiny inception to healing somebody. Yeah. And that's what you do. Yeah. Well, I try. That's the thing. No, you that's, do it. Yeah. You do, Sean. You do. So, um, for a while now, you've been this educator that so many people come to. The moment they start talking to Sean, oh, I got to follow that guy. Oh, I got to talk to that guy. How does that guy know so much? But you didn't have a way to legitimately, you were just Sean. You were the guy that ever, that knew everything about cannabis. Well, but now... It's like the picture I posted on you. You know, why do people come to me for advice? Well, because I have weed and I know things. <laughs> That's a funny joke, but it's true. You have weed and you know things. But now you've sort of made it a little bit more legitimate. Tell us about that. Absolutely. Well, I mean, um, we had this lockdown. Uh, um, My regular, ordinary um, place of employment, it was not an essential service. I was not an essential service worker. And, I mean, it was March when we went down. So, I mean, I twiddled my thumbs a lot. and just kind of sort of I worked on my brand a little bit more and whatnot the t-shirts and that sort of thing but a couple of times in given advice I've had people say so what school did you go to mm-hmm. or you know how, why should I listen to you over this guy or you know sure. what what's you know what makes you what makes your knowledge true yep. basically right yep. and I thought well if I get some legitimacy quote unquote behind this and actually get some education, some certification that I can say, well, here, right? It's, does it mean that I'm any more educated than I was? No. It means I'm more legitimate than I there was. There you go. Yeah. Right? Yeah, more of a label, I guess. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, before I used to say, I'm not a master grower, but, well, apparently now I can yeah. say I am a master grower. You are. Grower. <laughs> but there was other ones, too, that yes. you took. Yes. Well, so the main two are the master grower certification and the um, uh, lab technician certification. That was the one. Okay. Yes. There's a whole bunch of other tests behind those. Okay. That you have to pass and get the certification for before you actually get that certification yes right that i'm not going to go into no right but you could down the road if yes. that was something yeah. that you yeah. chose if you go to my my website i've got both of the master certifications up on my website and i've underneath there's like a a, a flicky sort of picture you know that you can browse through that's yeah. all of the other certifications that i felt were important holy moly yeah so. wow so um so you have this certification and does it mean that so when you took it you took the the tests and you went on but i'm sure that it went to the point where you're looking at this stuff going i probably could have wrote this course 
Maybe 80%. Yeah. 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 I mean, and some of it, you kind of had to go, okay, well, the real world is, the world is this, but the knowledge that they're teaching is this. So you kind of got to kind of right? roll with what they said kind of deal. And I mean, to be fair, there were a couple of uh, bits of knowledge in there where I was like, huh, that's interesting. Cool. Right? Yeah. Like, for example, apparently um, during the, uh, near the end of your flowering, uh, for tighter buds and stronger buds, you supplement uh, your plants with, of all things, vitamin C. I heard molasses works, but well, molasses, isn't that interesting yeah. too? Vitamin C? Yeah, molasses does two things. Molasses um, is a carbohydrate, which your plants need. Okay. But it also fuels the... Um, it, cannabis plants have a symbiotic relationship with microorganisms in the ground. Yep. Okay, if if those microorganisms are dead, your plants are suffering because they can't. the roots can't take up as much uh, nutrients as they should be able to, okay? Yes. So... Um, uh, molasses feeds those microbes. Right. Okay. Right? So, so what I mean, does the vitamin C do then? Apparently the vitamins, I don't know it, exactly the scientific thing behind it, but apparently supplementing with small amounts of, of vitamin C in your last month yep. of flowering causes the buds to be much tighter. Wow. Yeah. I, this this is something I didn't know before. I had no idea. Well, is that something you'll do now? We- Will you do it with all of them, or will no, you experiment? Absolutely. I'm oh, going this to is so yeah. neat. Yeah, I'll, I'll pick one of my um, uh, smaller ones. Like I've got, I've got three, uh, um, what they call uh, uh, land race. Yeah. I've got three violators, and then I've got two. Um, uh, I believe they're gorilla glue. Okay. Uh, so. I'm going to pull one of the Gorilla Glues because I don't want to muck with my Land Race ones. Yep. Right? Yep. I'm going to pull a Gorilla Glue and uh, in the last month give it some uh, uh, vitamin C and see what happens. Wonderful. And you'll document that yeah, and absolutely. we'll be able to yep. see it. Yep. Fantastic. Yep. I really like that how when you find things that you want to teach about, you'll uh, do a whole big thing around it. You're, this is my strain review. This is my product review. Yep. Because the more information that gets out there, the more that it's helping people be able to decide, oh, well, I, I'm similar to Sean I feel this way maybe that would work for me right or I have the ailments that Miss Kennewich has oh maybe that would work for me absolutely right well and th- I mean that's why I, I I do share as much as I do and I mean this whole Kennewich thing um started out as a nickname yeah right yeah and uh, and uh it's just like you know I was I've been out and about your your group is not one of the first ones that I joined and shared my experiences with but it was one of the first Canadian ones okay yep okay wonderful and then when I found out that you actually had like a brick and mortar spot that you were starting and whatnot, and then it all kind of spiraled from there. At one point I was like, gee, I've given a lot of advice online. Yes, you have. <laughs> right? For free. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, it, it kind of, you know. I, but that's what we do when we build our brand. Yes. Right? I, I don't think I've ever seen a paycheck for Kelly's Green Lounge, but you just kind of do what you to build. Absolutely. And to get that information and to break yep. the stigma. Yep. And the more that we work together when cannabis, and, and another thing I was going to say was, that this course that you did will probably in another year be redundant or obsolete because cannabis is changing all of the time. Absolutely. So when you're getting this education and the certificate in about a year from now, you're going to probably have to rewrite that course for them. Well, <laughs> I don't, I don't, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's 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 definitely we're seeing all kinds of new things, especially on the scientific end of it. I mean, um, uh, you know. You know from your your Pace Radio podcast that they're always talking about this study or that study or whatever else. And it's like, 
Um, I'm almost feeling like uh, it's. It, do you remember in the in the late '90s when it was like? This study shows that bacon is good for you, and then a week later, this study shows that bacon is no longer yes, good for you. Yes, right. You should be eating ice cream for breakfast. No. Nope. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's it's starting to feel that the studies are kind of all over the place, like that with cannabis too, right? Right. So so you kind of have to sort of not only look at the study, but look at the. Uh, um, the person that's doing the study, sure. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're finding new cannabinoids all the time. Yeah, absolutely. We are doing, there's tests being done for different things. One person decides this, and then the next week it's built on. So we're at the very beginning of cannabis all over again because it was illegal for 88 years. So yes, now we yeah. are at the foreground. Yeah. We are trailblazing. We are making the rules, and we are making the, the changes that need to be made for cannabis. So that's what I mean. In a year from now, well, and <laughs> you have to do, write a new course, the in a witch course, right? <laughs> it's it's funny because prior to prohibition, like you said, eighty years ago, um, all of these patent medicine, you know, like uh, gypsy cart sort of guys, yeah, apothecary so, guys, apothecary yeah. guys, uh, a good portion of their pain relief or sleep depri- like relief or that sort of thing, all contain cannabis, certainly, and cocaine too. Yeah, I well, think, yeah, well, yeah, opiate stuff, yeah, right? opiates and cocaine. But I mean, they're 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 Apparently, the predominantly uh, the the sort of the sideshow circus sort of guys, they couldn't afford those expensive drugs. Right. 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 So it was like, hey, the Mexicans have this thing yeah. that they brought over, and because that's what it was a Mexican yeah. thing, yeah. right? Uh, it was even marijuana with an H. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So I mean, it's 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 interesting that. It's it's like we're all reinventing the wheel. Yep. Right. It's we like are. we're erasing those eighty-eight years of prohibition yep. and bringing it back to the way it was. What's wonderful is that um, in the almost we're coming up on the second year, like we're almost filled with the second year. We've done a lot in these two years. A lot of progress has been made in cannabis. It started a little bit before legalization, but with medical, of course, certainly. Yes. yes. Um, but now, can you imagine? So now everybody's going, "Holy cannabis is everywhere!" Let's Let's put more money into it. I'm hoping that the more money will come into the studies, the case studies, the medical yeah, studies. Yeah. So that's how yeah. we're going to find the answers. It sort of frightens me a little bit because Big Pharma has tried Marinol mm. and various other things like that before. I know. So, I mean, when Big Pharma starts putting money into it, you kind of go, okay, so what's the agenda here, right? Right, right. But the other side of the coin is, is, is like, uh, you know, Patents don't last forever, and then maybe after that sort of is passed, then when the rest of the world can kind of see the the research and study that they've done, then yep. we can go further with that too. Certainly, right? And there's so many countries like we're we're the only well, other than Uruguay, we're the only country in the world that's legal recreationally. Yeah. So because of that, we have so much work to do across the world in other countries. Yeah. So it's okay that we're making these little steps right now Absolutely. and getting yep. the information yep. that we need to. So um, as a medical cannabis patient, you are always, you, you wake up and you consume? Yes, pretty much. So um, you've had this, we've been talking for 20, almost 25 minutes. You've had a very in-depth conversation with me about cannabis. You've mm-hmm. been very scientific and very knowledgeable. Are, are you under the influence of cannabis right now? No, oh, absolutely. I love that we can say that because we're talking to somebody that is very, very much a very scientific person, a person that uses the um, topic of conversation, the, the correct um 
terms in cannabis and is educating about it, but is fully under the influence of cannabis right now and can still do that. And being able to say that, that's how we break the stigma. Absolutely. You're not sitting on a couch eating a bag of Doritos no. watching, I don't no. know, Seth Rogen what's, movies. What's the difference between in the 1950s when two people used to sit down, um, have a little bit of rye whiskey and a glass and then do a radio interview. Yeah. What's the difference between that and you and I sitting down with some cannabis yep. and doing a radio interview? What's the difference? Well, the difference is is that alcohol impairs you, whereas cannabis it, it elevates Absolutely. you. Yeah. So there's your yep. difference. No, but I mean like... <laughs> Intoxication. Though. Well, and not even that. Like just, um, you're talking about social stigma. Socially, what's the difference? Socially, yes, exactly. Yeah, right? no. There's, yeah. there's no difference. And that's... I think that's one of the things that, that we kind of have to get past, right? Is it's it's just as okay for, um, you know, when mommy says she needs her medicine for her to reach for a dube as it is for her to reach reach for a glass of wine. Yep. Right? Yep. Like that, that should be fine. Yep. Yep. And, the, and we're getting to that point of um, by talking about it and by showing examples like yourself that cannabis is not affecting you in a negative way. In no. Fact, and, it, and to it be fair, Toby drove here. Yeah. Right. Yeah, she yeah. didn't consume before she came. Okay. Right? Yeah. If we're going to talk about the legalities, but yeah. but we also should say that there are people like our our dear Craig McEachern yes. who can't get behind the wheel of a car without consuming first because of his epilepsy. Well, and this is the thing. Or others I, that I don't have a medical um, uh, prescription right. for it. Okay. So I mean, I'm basically buying off of the the um, uh, recreational market anyway. Or growing your own. Or growing my own, right? But I mean, there is no medical market right now anyway, right? Right. right? So uh, P- Toby is a uh, medical patient. She does have a prescription. Yes. So I mean, she can consume and drive. It isn't zero tolerance for a medical for her, patient, right? right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And that's a great way to put it. Um, I wish that we would be the laws need to change for medical patients or for people that like let's say somebody doesn't have a prescription but they can't get behind the wheel of a car because of their anxiety right. or road rage yep. and they have to consume and they know that it's not going to impair them to be able to drive because yep. yep. they're responsible and it's re- it's more responsible for them to consume so they're not road raging people well, or being I, anxious my advice for a person like that Kelly would be to to seek someone out uh, either a service, say if you have like in Coburg, there's a service downtown that will help you get your your license to grow yeah. and and your uh, your prescription and that sort of yeah. thing. Um, I would say seek the advice of an expert first yeah. to see exactly what you can do to get your prescription and to your grow license so that you can consume it while you're driving if you need to, right? If that's something you need yeah. to do. Yeah, because it's, and, and to be fair, the easiest thing you can do is go to the website, um, the Canadian uh, uh, website where the, 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 the all the cannabis is. I don't remember the address of it off the top Health of my head. Health Canada, yeah, Ontario. Something yeah. like that. Yep. But you can download the forms. It's like a two or three page form that your doctor has to fill out and sign and stamp. Yep. And then go to your doctor. Yep. I mean, what's the worst that he or she will say? No? The, you, most of them are. Unfortunately, most uh, physicians right now are saying no. But what's wonderful is that some of them are starting to say, I'll refer you over here. Well, and the thing is, it's like with, with Toby, the reason that she's a medical patient is because I did that. We, we downloaded the forms. We went to the doctor. Yep. And we said, we think she needs that. And he, and he basically went... Because he doesn't know. Well, no he, he, no. he was good about it. Okay. He said... 
first he said, have you consumed it before? And of course we said no. Because, <laughs> you know, We don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, we don't know anything about it. Yeah, yeah. So then he goes, oh, well, that's too bad. Go out and try some first and then come back. And we went, okay. <laughs> we did. <laughs> that's what he said? Yeah. I love it. Yeah, so we said, okay, we did. We did. Yeah. She, she okay. has. Yeah, we yeah. told you a little white lie. <laughs> yeah, we did. So, so <laughs> On the way in here. Yeah. So, so he was like, so what do you need? Gram a day, two grams a day, three grams a day. Oh, so like, he understood. He was totally, yeah. Oh, Sean, that's wonderful. Yeah, so like we were like three grams a day, and he was like, okay, stamp, there you go. Yeah, I, my jaw is dropping right now because I wish that I could hear this story about more doctors. Absolutely, absolutely. How yeah. wonderful. Yeah. How wonderful. Yeah, and I mean, I think, I believe that part of it was the fact that we didn't go to him and say, we need 20 grams a day, yeah. right? That's like probably we, true too. You know, You're like, being responsible. Yeah, we yeah. were. And I mean, we kind of, you know, pretended that we had less knowledge than we did. Sure. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And that sort of thing. And we weren't greedy about it. Good. Right? Like yeah. it was enough medicine for her. And that's what we accepted. And that's what we took. And right. I mean, he saw that we weren't trying to, you know, run some illegal cannabis thing or something, yeah, right? So then he just signed off on the papers. Wonderful. Right? Uh, we have an educator that was teaching um, about the endocannabinoid system at the U of T in front of surgeons, to right. actual surgeons, medical yep, surgeons. Yep, yep. And at the end of the lesson, there was about 50 in the room. At the end of the lesson, she said, had any of you heard of the endocannabinoid system prior to me coming in this room? Not one. No. These are doctors. Yep. These are our new yep. doctors. Yep. And this was just last year in 2019. That doesn't surprise me. They're not teaching endocannabinoids. They're not. They're not. No. But they need to. And so it's wonderful that we can hear of a physician that actually is more open Kelly, to Kelly, it's my belief that some of these harder to quantify um, diseases that we have, um, fibromyalgia, various things like that, uh, irritable bowel syndrome, Lupus. those things... I believe that those are caused by the fact that we no longer have cannabis in our food chain. That's a wow. Okay. That's that's a wow. Because like prior to prohibition, yes. cannabis was grown for rope. Yep. It was grown for seed. Yep. And it was grown for fiber. Yep. Well, the seeds weren't consumed by humans. Nope. And the fiber wasn't consumed by humans. Right. They fed it to pigs. Right. They fed it to animals. Right. Right. They fed it to chickens. Yes. So those those cannabinoids ended up into that feedstock yep. that we then consumed. Yeah. And I mean, you know as well as I that that's how it works. Like what what it, it, as you for go the up, balance for the homeostasis. Yeah. Well, no, and as you go up the food chain, like you know the 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 fish eats the smaller fish, and the bird yeah. eats the fish, and yeah. the bigger bird. Web and of I'm, life, right? But I mean, but the certain uh, um, minerals and vitamins and whatnot f follow up that chain. Yep. Right. Yep. So that. So your theory is that now, because the animals are not getting that into their systems, and we're yep. not getting it from them, yep. we're missing it. Yes. Oh, I love it. Absolutely. It, it makes logical sense, Sean. Absolutely. It makes logical sense because there was no such thing as fibromyalgia, IBS, a lot of these things, these these ailments that are hard to quantify, sure. right? That that have no real test for. Yep. Right? Yep. There, there wasn't these there wasn't these things. Right. Right? And I mean some people will go will say, oh well that's because they didn't know about it. I don't believe that. Mm. I don't believe that. Because we had like you know, all these cancers that we have now, <laughs> um, 
we had them back in the day. They were just considered consumption. Like right. there, w- there was another name for it. Well, there was never a name for any of this before. Right. Right. Like right. There, it was never grouped under anything else. It's all fairly new. Right. Right. Wow. You just blew my mind, Canowich. <laughs> it's probably true. I believe him. Let's just say it's true. It's a great theory. It's, yeah. It's a, and you know what? We'll get the research. Obviously, it's being done. Well, so somebody's going to research Somebody's going to figure all of right? this out. It yeah. could be you. Well, maybe. Maybe we'll do part two of the Canowich. <laughs> it's been so nice chatting with you today. Really. Um, where can we find Canowich? Where can we find you, Sean? Uh, uh, ca. Okay. That's your website? That's my website. You're on all social media? Uh, no, not all of it. Just um, uh, uh, I'm on, on Facebook and I'm on Instagram. Okay. And my Facebook is uh, the Canowich 2019. Okay. Is how you'd find me on Facebook. But I mean, anybody that knows Kelly, you can see me. You can find me there, and then connect to me through Facebook. And once you've connected through Facebook, you can find my website. Absolutely. And um, if they need to email you as well, they can do that. Um, admin at thecanawitch.ca. Perfect. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. The only purpose of this podcast is to entertain, educate, and to inform. It is no substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Instead, we encourage you to discuss your options with a healthcare provider who specializes in medical cannabis or with a cannabis lawyer. Guests who speak in this podcast express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions, and Kelly's Green Lounge has not and cannot be held responsible for guests' views. This podcast is available for private, non-commercial use only, advertising which is incorporated into, placed in association with, or targeted towards the content of this podcast is forbidden. You may not edit, modify, or redistribute this podcast in any way.